Hey, everybody. Welcome to A-Sides. I am John Chapman. I am joined by Sean Silverman of the group Beach Weather. And, you know, before I hit record, we were just talking about the lack of beach weather. Uh, Sean is in L.A. I am in non-sunny Westchester County, New York, which has been kind of a shit show the past couple of days after we had like a mild winter. Um it's been pretty shitty. And just because your band's called Beach Weather, we're not going to talk about weather all day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Sean, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Just enjoying the gorgeous, gorgeous weather here in Los Angeles. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So how are you? First of all, thank you for getting back together with your bandmates. I know that that you took a little bit of a pause. Um Talk to me a little bit about the album, which is awesome, by the way. And I'm not just saying Thank that because we're looking at each other on Zoom. <laughs> um, uh, talk to me about the album, Pineapple Sunrise, which which I really do love. And we'll, we'll dive into it. Uh, tell me how it came to be. So we were, this was kind of right before the, the COVID times. Um, we, we had, Nick and I, the singer, had talked about kind of just getting back into the swing of things and making songs just for fun and kind of not even thinking about the band getting quote unquote back together as much as just, let's just enjoy the process of making music again. And literally like two months later, uh, pandemic stuff hit and we started just FaceTiming over the course of a couple months and just like, Hey, this sounds cool. That sounds cool. And just enjoying each other's company i think during a weird time and then right towards the like end of that zone we were like why don't we just get together and make a record you know completely for the joy of working on stuff with friends um and we got together we thought we were gonna make a little ep or a couple of songs and then we went to phoenix for a week and out of uh, our friend's studio made a whole record in a week and that record is the one that's out now it's that whole thing was done during that time uh alongside my brother who kind of helped out and, and um yeah it's just this crazy thing where it was just like the inertia of needing a creative outlet on top of having not seen friends for that many years and reconnecting it was like uh you know this intense energy that then led to like this explosion creatively that made the record. So when when you guys did hit pause, uh yeah. was it a pause or was it just like we're done? It, it honestly was just like the classic like band burnout situation, right? So it's like you you do the thing everyone tells you you're supposed to tour a certain way, you're supposed to play shows a certain way to get to some inevitable version of made up success. And that chase inevitably led to a crazy burnout and everyone was just like, we need to like remember prioritize life instead of just the idea of having a career in music. And then, you know, it wasn't really a breakup as much of a like, Hey, I don't, I can't do it this way, you know? And now coming back to it, there's just like all this perspective of prioritizing certain elements of our lives that was not considered before, which makes now everything that's happening uh, that much more enjoyable, where I don't think we could have enjoyed it before. So, so, so basically kind of self-care at the same time. Yeah, self, exactly. <laughs> a lot of self, 
a lot of self-care, which I don't think you can understand until you give yourself the time to be reflective, right? So that was a big part of it. So I obviously want to get to sex, drugs, et cetera, but, but before yeah, I do, because that's like obviously mammoth, <laughs> but, but I want to talk about the other songs on, on the album as well. And sure. like, just, um, it, it was a week that you put these songs together. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I'm fascinated by it because it's it's such a fleshed out record. Um, yeah, and it was it's very, crazy and very like I don't know. It, it's a very balanced record where like it, it's almost like the songs are different from track to track, but the same. It's it kind yeah. of just somehow flows, but it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of gloriously a miss like uh, not a mismatch. What am I trying to say? Uh, somehow they all go together yet each track is different if that makes that sense. totally makes sense that's that's kind of intentional and that's because i think when we get together everyone collaborating on it has incredibly different like musical tastes and so it's kind of like we we view the beach weather idea as like a vessel to explore that for everybody it's like Nick, our, our singer is you know listens to a ton of pop music i'm like an early 2000s Brit pop slash like grew up in New York in the early 2000s love like yeah yeah yeah's and strokes and gorillas and all these bands that I was influenced by so it's like kind of like letting everyone have their outlet of what they love and so it's okay that it's a little mismatchy like that's what made it feel fun and not so boxed in of like oh it's got to be this like this chipper kind of record or it's going to be this you know it, you know overarching theme as much as like the overarching theme of the record is literally what we were saying, where it's like a place that you go to where you can kind of just do your thing. That's like the idea of Pineapple Sunrise is like a fake kind of like resort in your your mind kind of idea. So that's the big like trippy idea. But the main thing is that, yeah, we, we, we were able to kind of con condense all those ideas down to like, is this cool or is it not cool? And that's really the only filter. So that's why I think it varies a lot. Yeah, and it's it's funny you say the resort kind of thing because I I definitely get like a spring and summery vibe with the record. yeah for um, sure yeah like kind of uh, <laughs> this sounds so corny it sounds it so corny I'm gonna I I'm gonna it. I'm running it. with the idea anyway <laughs> I don't I don't care how it sounds but it's like it literally is like roll down the windows turn it up kind of you know record yeah because well because really it was bred out of like we had none of it. Right. So it yeah. was like escapism more right. than anything. Like we weren't like coming to Arizona and it was feeling even when we made the record in Arizona, it was like a weird the weather was weird. We were inside for all of it. So it's like longing for those things. So I think that's where that comes from, because the music we had made prior to that was, I would argue, a bit darker yeah, and sure. maybe a little more moody. And so this, this was like we got to just do something to keep our brains out of the mindset of feeling depressed every day. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure yeah so sex drugs is obviously like ridiculous i i think i read that it had like 300 million like streams which probably went up like over it's uh, crazy yeah like god knows when that press release that just got sent to me a few days ago <laughs> like i don't know what it was written but they probably could add like a four instead of a three i don't know like where it's at sure. now yeah, um, yeah and it's it's also like a crossover kind of thing because i've heard it on pop stations as well it's crazy um, so, I mean, I guess two things. Talk to me about like just l literally listening and watching its rise to just 
the success has just been ridiculous. But also, like, of all the songs on the album, like, Mm -hmm. was that the song that you thought might take off? Or was there another one? And by the way, there's still room for more love for you guys. (laughs) I mean, the album just came out. But but, um, did that catch you off guard? I mean, absolutely. That one was the thing where it was like, it, I, I don't think it was so much that it was like a throwaway or like the, it was always the song that was like hanging around that we felt like had the magic thing, but we never, it was like the unspoken thing of like, yeah, it'll be the last track on a record. Always thought that about it. Always you, thought I, it was the last track on a record. I always yeah. wonder, I always wonder with bands, sorry to cut you off, but I always wonder. No, with, not at all. I always wonder with bands if like, Throwing the last song on a record is kind of like the last sketch on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, where it's like, fuck it, let's throw it to the wall and see what happens. Totally. It's totally that. I mean, it's incredibly, a, in, in a weird way, it's like the simplest song we've ever written together. Like, it was like, I'm in a shed with a piano, and then Nick, we had the song in two hours. It's like the classic thing of like the song. It's like the bones of the song, the demo of the song. I was talking to this to our our uh, manager the other day about this, but like the bones of the song, that original demo is like maybe twenty percent different than the final thing, and it's done like we did it in a shed in you know with like the air conditioner, like all of the rules of like what you're supposed to do to make a song. It has none of them apply to it. We we mixed it. Our my brother mixed the song in you know on. Uh, you know, old dated software, like everything about it has is counterintuitive to the classic, like you bring the hit to radio and like, then the radio, you know, like all of that didn't exist for it. And maybe that level of like no pressure made an authentic thing that feels connected. Cause so many things now are of the culture, like you put out the big single and the flashy idea. Cause you just know it's a quote unquote single. We never felt that energy towards it. It always just felt like, very true to Nick's story um, and very true to the bands, like where we were at in life. And it didn't feel like anything more than that. And I think that that like simple story connected for people somehow, you know, or I, at least that's how I like to think of it. But yeah, the, the, the rise of it's been, I don't, I mean, I laugh every day about it. I think it's the funniest thing and I don't take it seriously at all. I think it's just, someone's going to be like, I, like we're living, we like hit a a weird split in the the universe where we're we're in a different version of it right now. Where that song, for some reason, uh, reached these heights, you know. It's so. like the multiverse or something. It's totally multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally total multiverse type of story where you know every day you have to kind of like look at it, but not think about it too hard because then you're like, there's so many little steps to why where it got how it got to where it is now that it if you overthink it too much it sounds a little too cosmic to, to uh, comprehend so and and i mean i'm part b of that that question yeah i think probably doesn't even apply because uh like was there a song attached uh that you were attached to that you maybe thought might take off like on alt radio or like hey sure. maybe there's a chance i mean listen the fact that you guys put out a full record when you know so many artists just put out an ep a couple of songs or whatever and just see what people gravitate toward the fact that you guys put out a full record says that that probably wasn't at the forefront 
it no i mean it's still even it, it what's so funny is like it, it, it's like one of those things where i think we had a hunch about a couple of the other songs on the record like um there's a song called unlovable that we really love yeah. there's um a song called trouble with this bed there's just a couple of songs that we were like really proud of and like we thought those are like pieces of work that we wanted to like be kind of like these big single staples of of the record but it's like the song that won't go away and so it obviously like everything will live in the shadow of the biggest thing um and that and that moment but that's why we're so excited that it is an album because it's okay for it to live as a piece for longer versus like an ep i feel like people would only focus on the one song whereas now it's like fans can sit with the record and like it's like this way it's like maybe a year from now is when people get to really discover all the other things because they're so sick of the one song and then there's a whole record of music to listen to. And then it was also intentional to put it last so that hopefully other people would listen to some of the other of the body of work. So, You're going to listen to yeah. the whole, the whole, yeah, yeah. Listen to the whole <laughs> damn thing. Um, go, going back to um, the, the self care uh, yeah. part of your band um <laughs> we're coming across uh upon like festival season and i know you guys are going on the road with lovely the band which is like you know you can't probably get a more perfect pairing yeah that's um, great how do you guys and i know you you are locked into a couple of festivals how do you when you release like this mega song i'm sure you're approached by so many festivals and and i know that like i said you, you're committed to some how do you pick and choose? Like, how do you not spread yourself so thin? Because listen, like every day there's a new festival. I mean, even it's even, crazy. Even today there was there was another festival. I forget which one. Maybe it was for <laughs> like, and I'm like, that's weird because like we're in late March, and I feel like all the festivals have already been announced, but like every day there's a different festival. How do you decide? <laughs> I I don't know exactly how we decide, other than to say. It's always what what becomes tough is you have to learn to say no to things because you gotta you do have to preserve yourself a little bit. Like it is really easy to just hear an opportunity because I think so musicians are trained so much to be like you never have the opportunity. So when the door opens, you're supposed like not seizing on it is like against everything in your nature as a like struggling artist, right? And so for us, that's been like the tricky part is someone will be like this opportunity and you're like oh man that was kind of a bucket list thing and then you go but what about this one and you're like well that all i guess that also on those are bands we really love and so i think the way we've found to balance it is we kind of set a, a limit of let's really be a little particular about what we're what we're able to stretch in terms of how much time we're giving to it because i also think sometimes what happens with bands is like they oversaturate their, you know, the market of people that can see them. And there's not that sense of mystery anymore. And I love that growing up. Like, I think that level of like, you don't have access to something. So it feels special when you do get to see it is like everything to the power of like band culture. <laughs> and so I like preserving a little bit of that. It's like, oh, you you can kind of see us here, you know, even with like the lovely tour that we're really excited to be on. It's like kind of selective in like a really great way of like, you know, we're really excited to do all of it. It's just more of like 
not overexerting ourselves so that we can give the best possible show to all of those people. And then, you know, um, try and dream it up differently every time we do it. So it feels fresh. Right. Um, and especially for us too. Makes sense. Um, yeah. I hate to ask this question since you just literally released an album, but yeah, do you plan on like dabbling into like writing it all when you're on the road or, you know, prepping new stuff or are you just kind of like writing out getting used to performing <laughs> new stuff <laughs> yeah it's so funny because you know that was like a year ago that we worked on that stuff and i there's definitely demos and things that are floating around and then the writing on the road things like the scariest endeavor to me because every time i've said it out loud it's never come to fruition like i always like yeah we're gonna like print the recording here and, and then you inevitably are like you know, four bags of chips deep, like contemplating like existence and you're not <laughs> so focused on writing a song. Um, but I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, experiment with that this time around, because I think again, like we don't have to worry about certain aspects as much in terms of like overdoing how many things we're committed to. So when we are on the road, we can be like, Hey, we're actually going to try and make art at the same time. And we can, prioritize it but yeah i mean we're definitely looking looking towards writing new stuff already so yeah it's like dude we just put out the record what, what oh yeah i mean weird. that's the, but that's, but it's uh, it's new to us but it might not necessarily right. be new to you guys that's why i asked that question well and, and fans say it too they're like this is great can't wait to see what's next you're like, what's next <laughs> you're like we just like, gave you this <laughs> there's just no conception of i think that that part of the charm of music is like not knowing how it's created is like the magic thing about it. And, right. but then it's also the curse because then you assume that it's so easily um, created that it could happen every second and fast, you know, the, the pace of everything. So um, I like that we have the luxury of having a release out so we can stretch a little bit of time to, to make another thing that we're really excited about. Cool. So. Uh, just last question: What what do you guys tend to play uh, when you're on the road? I mean, you're going to be traveling a lot. Uh, you you all, I'm assuming, have eclectic tastes in music. Yeah. Oh, like like what artists and stuff. Yeah. Or, like what do you what yeah. do you listen to? Um, and I guess maybe the the second question is like you're going to be out on the road with some people. Like, uh, yeah. is there anyone like at festivals? Like, are are there anyone like you're going to just stop and just like watch? Like you're sure. looking forward to. Yeah. Um, for for the first part of that question, I like to like listen to a lot of like a little more folky, low-key kind of stuff at the moment, just for my brain sake. I, I grew up like listening to like progressive rock okay. when I was a kid, which is a weird place to start, like yeah. 70s progressive music. Um shout out King Crimson and um Mata Hoople and like all that stuff. And then yeah. now I like like folk stuff. Like um I think uh why am I blanking on their name now? Oh no. I just like I, I like Andy Shao. He's really mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Love his love his music. Um can't I don't know what I'm a oh, big thief, big fan of them. Just kind of stuff that's uh inquisitive and acoustic and a little different from my everyday listening capabilities there's artist madison cunningham that's really great maddie cunningham i love her um but then for artists that i'm excited about like we were so 
incredibly lucky to play um, on a couple of bills with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And they were one of my like idol bands growing up and they couldn't have been nicer. They couldn't have been cooler, like still working as hard as they probably did from the beginning, like showing up and doing the thing and being incredibly like kind and respectful, which I don't think is unfortunately all too common in, in this right. stuff. It's like, everyone's kind of self-contained, which I totally get because that goes back to the like self-care thing, but uh, they particularly stand out. I think it's like that combination of now you've seen behind the curtain and they also are great. And so then it just like feeds the whole narrative in your mind that they're that like, Oh, you can be a good person and also make art. That's really cool. And uh, treat it really respectfully. So that was like, I'm still, I'll, I'll still watch their set. I think we, there's a couple other shows where they're playing. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's it's always nice where uh, people you admire don't let you down in any way. Yeah. Because it, it happens everything. a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. Like yeah. even in the last like six months to a year, like not to be guy of name dropping that, but more just yeah. like in general, I would say more often than not, you get to catch a glimpse and it's not the version you want to see because yeah. uh, it's just tense. It, everyone's just really tense in those. They're not like their best version of themselves sometimes. And so you catch that and you're like, ah, oh, I didn't want to know that. I would have, it would have been nice just to know that they are right. the art version of themselves. Right. And then the thing that sucks is you could have probably seen them the next day and they would have been different. A hundred percent. I'm sure depends. you've encountered that too, where yeah. you probably interviewed someone who maybe you had an off day and they were just giving it's, you nothing. You totally. Know? It's it's happened. Uh, I've I've interviewed a few <laughs> people like on on you know a couple of times and maybe sure. assholes the first time and they were like different people the next. And I'm like, yeah, oh, they don't even yeah, you're like, oh, you're fine. You just yeah, it's like, like weird. What do you know? They are great. I love them again, you know. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, man, I'll let you go. Good luck with the tour. Um, the whole record's awesome. The, I, I'm really a fan. I appreciate it. Yeah. And like I said, don't, don't take any long hiatuses again. All right. Yeah. We'll work on the, the, the not <laughs> doing the hiatus part. Yeah, for sure. All awesome. right. Man. Take care. All right, thank yeah. you. Yeah. See you later. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye.